They got whiskey, women, music, and smoke. It's where all the cowboy folk go to boot scoot boogie. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. Welcome back, Bob. Welcome back. OTB, roll right along. And right now, it is our distinct pleasure to be joined by one of our favorite human beings on the face of the earth, and that is the legend himself, Mr. Golden Spikes. The man whose K record may be potentially imperiled here. We're going to see. Talking about our guy, Ben McDonald. Ben, what's up, brother? What's going on, man? How we doing today? How we doing? Everybody good? Yes, sir. sir. Getting fired up. Omaha a couple of days away. Well, I guess one day. But LSU Tigers playing Omaha yeah. a couple of yeah. days away. Saturday night, Tennessee. Uh, real quick, Ben, what do they got you doing this weekend? Are you going to be on the call Saturday? I, I, as of right now, I am not. I am on the day side crew, uh, which would have all the, the games beginning at one o'clock for right now. You what? Know? And of course, yeah. Well, you know, I was all I was hoping for more. To be honest, now they did come out with a schedule about a month ago. To be fair, but that schedule always changes. Uh, you know, throughout the World Series, it's not set as far as what announcers are doing, what games. You know, and so. Of course, I was hoping, like, but everybody wants to do LSU Tennessee, right? Like it's it's the biggest game of day one, so I was hoping I was going to be there. And with Paul Skeens potentially breaking my record, I said, "Well, you know, maybe I got a shot." But as of right now, that, it, it hadn't worked out, T. Bob. It hadn't worked out, but but maybe who do we need to tag? Who do we need to tag on Twitter? Yeah, let us know. Tweet. Well, first of all, we don't want to get Ben fired. I mean, but it's like you okay. said, Ben, if you're a producer, like, I mean, T, what is he, 12 Ks away now? Tennessee yeah. strikes out second most in the entire SEC? Yeah, I have a feeling he's going to punch out a bunch. I think he's going to be right there when the dust settles on you know, on Saturday night. So, obviously, I'd love to be sitting in that seat and, and seeing it happen, you know. And so, yeah, you know, the way they do it here, there's a day side crew and there's a night side crew. And so there's a day side producer and director and all that and, and commentators. I'll be with Carl Ravitch and Eduardo Perez and myself for the day side crew. And then there's the night crew with uh, with Chris Burke and Monaco and Kyle Peterson. They're the night crew. Having said that, what? there is some changing going on. Uh, you know, there will be some guys that do night crew and day crew games, you know, back and forth from day to day. So I'm still hopeful uh, I'm going to see my producer today when we get to the ballpark because LSU and everybody's working out today. And so I'm going to beg, please, bar me, get on my knees and say, yeah. pretty please. Uh, but I, I don't know if it's going to help or not. But, uh, yeah, maybe maybe if y'all get the word out around ESPN and the, and the ESPN folks, maybe they change it. I don't see that happening, but it's a possibility because they've done it before. So right. if you don't end up getting on the call, Ben, can you sit in the stands with a cab? And by cab, I mean cold adult beverage and enjoy the <laughs> oh, yeah. from Okay, okay. Well, no, I will definitely option. do that, and I and I yeah, and, and I'll wake my make my way behind home plate okay. and, and 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 sit down and watch for a little bit, you know, and and definitely be there. So I will definitely do that, sure. So uh, Ben, I, I want to ask you a couple of questions. When I, when I look at this Tennessee team, right, uh, I see probably outside Wake Forest the best team staff in uh, this entire tournament, and their bats are pretty good as well, right? Like their bats are probably closer to LSU than LSU staff is to theirs. But in a one-game sample, they don't have Paul Skeens. Now they got really good, but they don't have Paul Skeens. So how in just a one-game sample, who do you like Saturday night? 
I mean, anytime Paul Skeen tops up on the mound, right? You you you, you got to you got to like the team he's pitching for. Of course, he's pitching for LSU, and so you know, I I, I like LSU here. Um, I, I just think Paul Skeen's is too good. If he pitches like he has his last couple times out, and for the majority of the year, I think LSU shuts down Tennessee. Now, you mentioned Tennessee; they can bang it, right? There's a few guys, and, and they have what I call a puncher's chance. You know, they got they can blow the ball out of the ballpark, and there's always a chance, even though this is a big ballpark and it's the biggest ballpark that any of these kids are going to play in this year, it, it's a huge ballpark. Uh, you're not going to see as many home runs as you normally would hit. So that could that could hurt the home run hitting teams in some ways. But I still like I still like Paul Skeens. You know, typically Tennessee has been running out, you know, a guy, Andrew Lindsay, whose stuff yep. is pretty solid, right? Yep. But it's not wow you kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's good. He's a good pitcher. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like Chase Dolander, who's been pitching in the two-hole for them, who's expected to be a top six or seven pick uh, in the draft. He's been pitching in the two-spot for them. It's not that kind of stuff, right? And so I expect LSU's offense, who I think is playing as well as it's had all year long in the regionals and the Super Regionals, putting up runs, hitting, doing a little bit of everything. I like LSU's chances big time against Tennessee, although Tennessee's got a healthy team. I have a bunch of stuff that I want to ask you, but now i got to ask you this. Uh, because Wes Rucker from Go247 said on AFR, he thinks it's going to be Lindsey getting the call. Um, I think it was uh, Todd Walker that maybe said he would go with Dolander. Uh, who would you start against Skeen Saturday night? Well, Dolander picks, if I'm not mistaken, he pitched on their second game, and he threw 118 pitches. And okay. he's you know, expected to be... A, a high, high draft pick. So my guess is Tennessee continues down the same road. Now, we're going to find out today. We're going to see all the coaches today, and, and they should be announcing their starters. But my guess is we're going to see Dolander um, uh, go game two, Andrew Lindsay will go game, game one for Tennessee. Hey, Ben, you mentioned the ballpark, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday. LSU, second in the country in home runs. Tennessee, sixth in the country in home runs. And so – when you you know kind of live and die sometimes by the long ball and the stadium's going to play bigger, like you said, and T-Bob did a great job of laying out the stats of the home runs in this ballpark over the last couple of years. Like, do you have to change some of the things that you do? Do you try to play smaller ball? Like, how do you handle that if the ballpark is kind of keeping some of those normal home runs in at the warning track? Well, that's a great question. I think coaches that, that hit a lot of home runs coming into this, you know, have to make those tough decisions to make now. The one thing I'll tell you this, and, and, and you guys, kind of like football, you know, when you run the wishbone all year long, you can't all of a sudden go to the power eye the final game. <laughs> yeah, the you know what I mean? Right, like, yeah, it just yeah. doesn't work. That's what your kids do. And so, to ask a big ask out of your kids, I think LSU's only got, like, 14 sacrifice bunts the entire year, one of the most, smallest in the yeah. country. So, I don't think LSU changes what they do at all. You know, I think you go up and you play baseball and you and you do the things you've done all, you know, for 60-something games. That's what you go do. And so – this ballpark is funny, though, guys. Like, when the wind blows in, you can't hit it out. If the wind happens to switch around and blow out hard, it becomes a, a, a decent offensive ballpark at that point. You know, of course, with the bats the way they are, I feel like, and the ball's being amped up a little bit, I think we're going to yeah. see home runs. Because there was a time I came out here seven or eight years ago, the first time I came out to do this, there were three home runs hit the entire College World Series. Three. Yeah. That's all there was. And now we've been averaging about 25 homers in 18 games. And so it's it's a lot more offensive than it was, but but it is a big ballpark, no doubt. Yeah, and 13 and 14, Ben, uh, shout out Wilson Alexander. That's where I saw this stat. Uh, in 13 and 14, there were six home runs in 30 games in right, that ballpark. Right. So it's, uh, it's yeah. picked up, though. How about this with Tennessee? Like you said, one game sample, I will always ride with the best guy in the entire country, Paul Skeens, right? Especially because he just looks to be better and better when the pressure gets higher and higher. 
Where I get worried about Tennessee is they feel like maybe the team that is best suited to fighting through a loser's bracket because they're so deep arms-wise, right? Like they got three great starters. They got a full and healthy, really good pin. Uh, Like I would almost fear meeting up with Tennessee more later in the tournament than I do Saturday night. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Tennessee's the kind of team, and you don't say that about many, that could lose the first game of the College World Series or maybe lose the second game and still find a way to be there at the end, right? Because, as you mentioned, the strength of their team, no doubt, is hitting home runs, but the biggest strength is the strength of that pitching staff. They moved Burns to the back end at bullpen. He was up to 102 uh, the other day against Southern Miss, you know. And and so, yeah, I mean, for LSU, it's different. And for other teams, it's different. Like, you got to win game one, right? You feel like with LSU, although the pitching has gotten better, you feel like you need to win game one. Yeah. Like, you got to get out of the gates quickly and win game one. And you got to go 2-0 and oh, uh, and make somebody come back and meet you twice in, the, in, the, in your own bracket. And I think that's what the LSU's goal is, you know. But I do agree with you. When I, look at, when I look at Wake Forest and I look at Tennessee, I see very, very deep pitching staff that can, they can hold you down. And that's what LSU's going to rely on its offense and say, listen, we got one of the best offenses in the country. We're going to keep coming at you, and you got to push you know, a few across and hope LSU's bullpen continues to do what it did during the Super Bowl. Hey, you mentioned Chase Burns there, and Ben, I don't know if you've seen this, but after he huh. you know, walked off the mound and was celebrating, apparently he did a throat slash yeah, in that, that Southern yeah. Miss game, and apparently like the NCAA is reviewing it, and he potentially could be suspended what? for the World Series. No, which look, what? no. And, and, and Tennessee's no. playing LSU. I want LSU to win, obviously. I'm an LSU guy, but I do not want someone to miss out on Omaha because of emotion. I get what he did, and I get you can't do it. So how do you feel about them actually looking at this? Yeah, you know, we heard about that yesterday, and, and I got two different stories. One story was that the NCAA was looking at it, as you mentioned. The other story was with the guy that put it out uh, it has a fake Twitter account, and oh. it's a big lie, and there's no truth to it at all. And this guy looks like a legit guy. If you read his profile, he says he's a reporter. He says he's a Heisman Trophy voter, and he's none of those things. It's all a lie. <laughs> and so if that's the guy you're talking about, uh, it's a fake account. Now, having said that, that is a gesture that in the past has gotten you in trouble. Right. And Tennessee is known for, you know, last year they were a very amped up kind of team. I think Tony Vitello is much more relaxed this year than what he was last year, although it's a team that plays with a lot of emotion. We know that. And so, you know, you know, I'm the kind of dude that like like when they made a big issue out of, you know, us not playing the game, unless you're not playing the game in Paul's games. I want to see our best athletes on the field in right. the big yes. moments, right? Yeah. Like you gotta do something egregious to be kicked out of a ball game right now. You know, you got to do something really, really. Now, some people may consider that to be egregious. I just see a young man that didn't do it to the other team. He's walking to his dugout. Uh, it was something that you don't want to see, but it was not back towards the other team. He's going towards his dugout. So, for me, you leave it alone. You get away from it. You leave the best players on the field for the biggest moments. But with the NCAA and decisions they make sometimes, who the hell knows what's going to happen? <laughs> I mean, I'll take it one step further. I want to see him do it to the opponent. Like, I want the yeah, well, <laughs> like, I, now, like, if that happens, <laughs> if that happens, then it could be different, right? Mm. It could be I mean, different, but, but yeah. <laughs> It looked like he was having a seizure. I didn't even see the throats last the first time because he was so amped yeah. up. His body was well, just vibrating. Thing, yeah. The first thing I thought of, this is in the seventh inning. How is he going to get six more out? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. when you get that emotional, you know, it's not like it is in football where sometimes you can keep your emotion. Baseball's a little bit different. you got to back off your emotion sometimes. So I started thinking, man, how's this cat going to get six more out? You know, but he figured out a way to do it, you know, and this Tennessee – this Tennessee pitching staff is, is as strong as there is. There's no doubt about it. Ben, how do you go uh, – how, how do you approach the length of uh, Paul Skeen's 
start here, right? You 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 push to 120 against Tulane over that regional. Obviously, this is a regional setup. Like, are, are you thinking you could push that 120 range again, depending on how the, the, the kind of rhythm of the game? Yeah, I mean, you're not saving anything right now. I know you look down the road and you go, well, okay, the way this tournament is set up, if we win game one, Paul could potentially come back and throw game three or game four for sure. There's no doubt about that. He may come back on a day short rest. So, uh, But that doesn't factor into your decisions. You, you go out and win game one. And I, I think Skeens is good for 120. There's no doubt in my mind. He may go over that, you know. And, and mm-hmm. the stuff will let you know. His command will let you know. The, the body of work he's put in this year with his body and getting his body in shape. And, you know, they've done a good job as far as I'm concerned in managing him pitching every seven days. Look, guys, I don't mind. And this is, a, you know, a conversation I had with, with USA Today, the sports writer the other day. I don't mind the high pitch counts for starting pitchers in college ball if you're getting six full days to recover. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I'm okay with throwing sure. 125 if I'm pitching every Saturday, if I'm pitching every Friday. 125 doesn't scare me. It doesn't. It's when you throw a 125 and then two days later you're closing and then three days after that you're pitching again. That's when you begin to put yourself in a high-risk situation. So I don't mind. I mean, people are making a big deal out of this kid for Stanford throwing 156. But listen, if he does it in the play, and I, and I said this too, we see the it, it, it Major League Baseball guys do this all the time. When you go to the playoffs this year, there'll be a starting pitcher that comes back on short rest. Yeah. There'll be a starting pitcher that, you know, that pitches and he'll come back and release two days later on his side day, what would be his side day in the bullpen. We see this all the time, too. So why does everybody jump up and down the stream and holler when, you know, we do something a little bit abnormal to our college pitchers in the postseason when it matters the most, you know? And so I don't get it. And so if Paul Skeens throws 125, dude, I'm okay with it. He pitched seven days ago. You know what I mean? And so now – you know, now I'd get a little bit worried if he goes 130 and then we're, we're, we're closing with him the day after tomorrow. Now I'm going to go, wait a minute now. Okay, well, let's back off a minute. You know, but if he, if he throws again six days later after 130 or tomorrow night, I'm good with it, man. I'm good with it. Uh, and, and who would know more about throwing copious amounts of pitches than the legend himself, Ben <laughs> McDonald? Like, a man who, like, anything he says, that comes from lived-in experience. Ben? Well, that guy told me, he said, listen, he said, he said, how much did you throw at school? I said, well, I said, I threw 352 innings in 16 months. So, I said, I know a little bit about throwing nine, closing the next day throwing nine, closing three days later. You know, I know a little bit about that and what the arm goes through. He said, you threw 352 in 16 months? I said, yeah, 352 in 16 months. I said, that's a lot. That is wild to think about, man. Ben McDonald, uh, catch him on the broadcast Saturday. Hopefully, with a wrinkle, and be on the call maybe for Paul Skeens challenging the record Saturday night. Ben, thank you so much, man, and can't wait to watch over the weekend. I hope you're right. It's it's not too late, so I appreciate the support. We'll see what happens. I always enjoy talking to you guys. You're the man. Thanks, ben, ben McDonald, the legend. Uh, all right, when we get back, we're going to you know, I, w- I wanted to go along with Ben there, so this was not a clock mistake on our part. This right, is right, a, right, 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 right. A visceral choice. I do apologize. We'll come back quick segment, wrap up hour one, and then get to hour two. 209th in sacrifice bunts uh, oh, to Ben's you. point. 209th in the country. Out of how many teams? Uh, like, a little. How many are in actually baseball? I don't know. Oh, no, no, we got to go to break. Let's go to break. Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob. Go to centralplumbing.org, centralplumbing.org. And Petrus Tiger says, my arm hurts. I agree. Uh, if your, if Ben's arm was a toilet, right, that thing's probably working overtime. Those pipes working overtime. Chances are they might burst. And if you have any burst pipes, toilet won't flush, drainage, anything plumbing-related, 
or you just want to explore maybe a bathroom remodel, like a little anniversary gift for whichever one of y'all in the relationship likes to do interior stuff, or you want to get like a tankless water heater where you don't have to worry about real life. It's all there for you. 925-8552, centralplumbing.org, 50 years in the game, centralplumbing.org. Yeah, go to the website. You will see that the full fleet is ready to go on whatever project you have. If you want to remodel, like T-Bob said, you want to do it at your home or business, they've got you covered. They'll come in and tell you exactly what they can do for you. Also, go tankless with the tankless water heater. That is an upgrade. Never run out of hot water again. Get home late from the ball field, shower, laundry, dishes, whole deal. You'll be fine. 225-925-8552. Our listeners fire up. 